welcome to the Division II SACS Champions for Life podcast. My name is Molly Hansen, and I'm currently a junior swimmer at the University of Montevallo studying accounting. And I also represent the Division II Student Athlete Advisory Committee for the Gulf South Conference. Today, I'm pleased to be talking to Dr. Gary Johnson. Dr. Johnson is currently director of the Granger Center at the University of Montevallo for Professional Development. Thank you today for joining us, Dr. Johnson. Glad to be here. Thanks for the invitation. So we're going to get started with the first question. So why don't you uh, start by telling us how you ended up teaching at Montevallo and working for the Granger Center? That's a great question. I uh, actually started at the University of Montevallo in January of 2013. And the reason I even thought of looking here was I ran into a friend, a former colleague at an art festival, and she and I started talking and uh, there was an opportunity that was at the university. And she at that time was the director of the National Alumni Association here at the university and recommended that I apply. And so I did and started here at the university working with our Advancement and Alumni Affairs Office, which is our fundraising office, and started as an annual giving director working on the annual fund, and then moved into a role directing the university's first ever comprehensive fundraising campaign, which was a lot of fun. And so we raised over well over $20 million for the university. And the first semester, let's see, the second semester I was here, the dean of the College of Business asked if I would teach an adjunct class, and I thought that sounds kind of fun. And so um, I did that and loved it. And he asked me to teach a class after that after each that. semester. And um, uh, two of the faculty members in the College of Business approached me about getting my doctorate. And I thought they had lost their mind. Uh, but I did. I pursued it. And I worked uh, while I was working full time, worked on my doctorate at the University of South Florida in Tampa and received my doctorate of business administration degree in uh, December of 2019. I was trying to think when that was right before COVID. Um, but prior to that, in March of 2018, right before I finished my doctorate, Dean Kraft, who was the dean here at the time, um, asked me to come see him. And he told me there was an opportunity to work with the Granger Center of Professional Development. And uh, that person was retiring, and he wanted to see if I'd be interested in not only taking on that role, but then adding some additional teaching and coming in as an instructor uh, while I was working on my doctorate. So that's how I made my way over here to the academic side of our work here we do at the university. Very nice. Um, is there any way you could describe to us a little bit more what the Granger Center does at the University of Montevallo? The Granger Center was started by two alumni, uh, Mike and Donna Granger. Uh, Mike was a uh, College of Business graduate from here, first-generation college student, and he really felt strongly about having a resource in-house in the College of Business that would support our students with professional development opportunities. And so we have a wonderful career center at the university, but he really wanted the College of Business students to have resources specific to things within the business realm. So, uh, you know, we, you know, and others know that the business community has a little different expectation of what you'll uh, be able to do when you come out with your degree. So the Granger Center works with students from a variety of uh, ways, whether it's resume work, uh, LinkedIn support, uh, mock interviews, uh, cover letter work, um, but we also do a lot of events. So we'll do the Meet the Firms event for our accounting majors, our internship and career fair that we do for all majors, helping students to connect with internships, full-time jobs. Um, and then we also do some other professional uh, networking events like we had just yesterday. Uh, I have to brag on Molly. She was actually one of our first ever uh, winners of our new elevator pitch competition to helping our students better prepare for their future here at the um, university, but also as they graduate and have those skills, those soft skills we call them to move forward with. Thank you very much. Um, I know a lot of students, a lot of student athletes are in the business college themselves. How often would you say you work with them? 
It's a good question. Um, so really, to be honest, fairly often. So the role I have in the Granger Center is I have office hours and the, the role is that I'm here to, to meet with students one-on-one. -on -one. Um, I'll go to some classes, but I do a lot of one-on-one. -on -one. So uh, even though I teach three classes and I have a role with the MBA program, uh, the biggest part of my day is everyday meeting with students, whether it's in person, by Zoom, over the phone, via email. Um, so it takes up probably about 70% of my day just kind of working with students and, and, and Molly, to be honest, some of it sometimes is just, where do I start? What's the process like? You know, where do I, where do I look for an internship? Where do I look for a job? And that may just be sitting at a computer, brainstorming about companies, uh, looking on LinkedIn, looking on different websites, and just helping get the ball rolling of where to look, um, or how do you get started with a resume, or, or where do, what do I need to, this resume to be looking like as it relates to a specific job? So um, it's kind of fun. Every day is different. You know, I had an email just this morning. A student went on an interview and got a job offer and wants to know, well, what do I do next? You know, what, what should I do in the negotiation phase? So every day has a little bit of a different feel to it as we're helping students navigate those different challenges and opportunities. That all sounds really great. I know that you are definitely the resume guru when it comes to the College of Business. Is there anything in specific that you see on every great resume that goes across your desk? Well, you're kind to say that we have, we like to think it's a team effort here because we talk about resumes a lot. I tell students the good thing about a resume is there's no one way to do it. The bad thing about a resume is there's no one way to do it. So resumes are a little bit subjective. The bottom line with any good resume is it's completely free of errors. Uh, HR professionals, human resources professionals tell me all the time if they have to dwindle down from 100 resumes to 20 just to do the phone interviews, they the, the ones that have errors on it, they just kick out. They have to have some metric to move forward in the evaluation phase. So I just encourage students, make sure it's completely free of errors, proof it, review it multiple times, have second, third set of eyes to look at it. Second thing I always tell students is don't sell yourself short. Some students may feel like their work experience may not be specific to that work they're going for. Maybe they've worked in fast food or retail. Who cares? I don't care where you worked. There's relevant work experience that's transferable skills. So don't sell yourself short. If you don't put it on the resume and you don't put it in the right context, no one will ever know. You know, people will say, well, I'll wait and tell them that in the interview. Well, that's great if you get the interview, but we want to get you from on paper to in person. And so it needs to be articulated well. And the last thing I always tell students is, Talk about outcomes. You know, for example, if you were a camp counselor and worked with five kids over the summer, that's great. But what if you worked at a camp counselor role over, you know, a 20 week, um, 20 weeks in the course of a summer and you worked with 100 kids every week? You just scale that experience that much more. So I always tell students, make sure that you can talk about outcomes and, and scale your experience and never sell yourself short at what you bring to the table. Very nice. Uh, kind of switching a little more towards the student athlete perspective, is there anything that you tend to see that are very repetitive on student athlete resumes or the employers like to see from student athletes? Well, you know, there's some student athletes initially when I work with, they won't have their uh, student athlete experience on the resume. And the first thing I say is get it on your resume. It's really important. I don't care if you're a D1, D2, or D3 student athlete. That really is your job for the most part. I mean, you know that better than anybody. Your, your job most of the school year and even in your summer has been your sport. So make sure it's on there and it's listed properly. What I have found too is that uh, employers love to hire student athletes. They, they know y'all are competitive. They know you're driven, you're goal-oriented, and you know what it's like to work as a team. So I will tell you that people will tell me when they go through resumes, they pull sometimes student athlete resumes out of the batch 
because they know that those are the kind of folks they want to hire because they've had good experience with that. So first, make sure it's on your resume and that it's accounted for that you are a D2 student athlete or a D3, whatever it may be, because it shows your competition. The other thing to be mindful of is make sure to account for the fact that there's that balance of, of school, competition, practice, everything. It's a big deal. So make sure to include your accolades of what you've accomplished in your sport, if you've had leadership roles within your sport. I mean, if you're doing things in your sport, maybe even the summer, maybe you're coaching, maybe you're uh, doing one-on-one, make sure that's on there too. Again, it shows your level of commitment to what you're doing. Awesome. Uh, just to kind of wrap it up, is there any key takeaways or one piece of advice you could leave for students who are looking to build resumes or trying to get in touch with their career centers on their campuses? My first piece of advice would be to do it much sooner than later. Please don't wait to your last semester, or even your senior year to say, I need to get a resume together <laughs> because uh, you'll need that resume sooner than your senior year. Uh, if nothing else, have it ready because uh, there are going to be opportunities. You may be at a, a competition, a meet, you may be at a family barbecue and maybe, a, a, you know, a, any kind of event you may go to and you may meet someone who will say, oh my gosh, listen, we're, we're hiring. Would you send me your resume? Well, you want that resume to be ready. You know, you may take a class where your resume is graded and that's great, but there's a difference between a graded resume and a finished resume. So your resume needs to be ready. So if someone says, send me your resume, guess what you should do? Send them your resume and do it timely. You know, have it even on your phone, ready to email. So strike while the iron is hot, as they say. And the last thing I'll just encourage you is a resume is never finished. You know, your resume is a fluid document. You should always be adding to it. So just be mindful that as you go and have different experiences, I always kept a little archive sheet of paper, wasn't pretty, but I just always keep an archive of things that I've done so that I can keep records in my mind of things I've worked on, things I've accomplished. Because as time goes on, your resume may change. Maybe you want to include certain things differently later in your career than you did early. So remember, it's a fluid document. You're always adding to it. It's never finished. Uh, so just always be mindful of keeping track of those things and adding to it and continuing to expand your skill set so that others will see the value that you bring to their organization. Well, thank you so much. So thank you again for being here today. This is very informative conversation and what you said can benefit many people all across Division Two. And to our audience, thank you for tuning into the episode of Champions for Life. Be on the lookout for the next episode coming very soon. Thank you. Thank you.